to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Today is Friday, January 21st, 2022, and this is episode 142 of the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. If you like what you're listening to, you can go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify, and you can give five stars on both those platforms if you're feeling generous today. We've had a good week on the Pineapple Couch. We had Andrew on earlier this week to talk some football, Mitch to do some rock and roll Mount Rushmore, and we're going to end it off with some being a nerd is how I would like to describe it, but it's also uh, one of my favorite things to do here on the couch. We're going to be talking about Boba Fett, episodes three and four, and what to expect the rest of this season, as well as the Moon Knight trailer that came out, some Doctor Strange 2 rumors, because holy shit, there's so many, Ant-Man 3 and Wakanda Forever, just a little... uh, just a little geeking out to end uh, your week. So to do this, I'll be joined by my friend, the one, the only, Peter Gonzalez. Peter, how are you? I am doing great. I'm excited to be here on the nerd side of the podcast. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can speak that language just a little bit better than I can. I, but I understand the sports, but I can't speak the sports. Mm-hmm. So I like to be on this side of things. Yeah, we, we have fun here on the, the nerd side of the pineapple couch. Um, speaking of having fun. General thoughts on Boba through four episodes, Peter. You know, it's it's interest. It's an interesting show. It's it's um it's a bit of a slow burn. It's a bit of it is cool to watch because I've been rewatching Mando at the same time, and to mm-hmm. watch Boba Fett with context into Mando just because you kind of see like oh this is why he's fighting this way why he shows up with his like stick thing mm-hmm. so it kind of gives it more it fleshes out mandalorian more for me and really quickly if i jump in there's the cool scenes where uh you see the stormtroopers heads on spikes or whatever and then you see the the lady who helps mando with her ship so it's just kind of like tying it all in showing how these events were happening pretty quickly uh right next to each other um sorry continue no that's a great point because i feel like that's when the story kind of feels more grounded for me and more makes more sense. I mean, I feel like these past it's like more episodes, universe building, right? Yeah, as opposed to less isolated, which is how I kind of felt with episodes one mm-hmm. and two, three and four definitely gave me more George Lucas vibes and more yeah. that weird side of Star Wars that was the early that was episode one, two, three kind of vibe. So I'm yeah. growing to like it. It's still it's not my favorite, but it, I'm definitely I'm liking it a little bit better. Yeah, so I think I'm on a, a similar page as you with Boba. Um, I really didn't like episode three. I just thought it was kind of boring. Um, and th- there's two ways to look at this. Um, one is this is pretty good. You know, it's a fun show, and I'm glad we get to watch it. But I'm not putting the expectations on this show that theoretically I would put upon a show like Obi-Wan or Loki or WandaVision. You know what I mean? So they're dealing with lower expectations personally from me. They've done this whole thing, which I think is interesting, Peter, of trying to humanize Boba more, which I think has value, obviously, in terms of storytelling and developing that character. But I do think I could use a little more of him putting his helmet on and fucking people up. Don't think he shot his gun yet in the series. Just saying, besides like when he has the, the ship and he kills those people. So... I would like to see um, a little more action, and I, I think that's what we're going to get for episodes five, six, and seven. But, Peter, really quickly to you, Obi-Wan cannot start like this, where it's like, uh, you know, it, they they need to 
end this season strongly, which I think they can. But then Obi-Wan, you can't have half like the people through episode four being like, yeah, you know, it's it's okay. That's a great point. And I honestly, and I think what the benefit is of why Obi-Wan won't do this is we have a stronger connection to the character of Obi-Wan than we did to Boba Fett. Yeah. But I think what is kind of missing here, if we're comparing it to shows that are, you know, expanding the lens on lesser viewed characters like Marvel has done so well, I think the misstep for me here with Boba Fett is that we've got these different timelines happening. And I have to kind of like pause it sometimes be like, wait, where are we? What exactly Mm -hmm. is this? And it just feels like it's more just like linearly happening. Like especially episode four, like I would have loved to see more of him and Fennec's dynamic relationship explored Mm -hmm. as opposed to just like, we're going to do this, 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 this. So I think that's what's kind of missing here. Whereas I feel like Obi-Wan will be off to the races right away. Yeah. um, I may be wrong about this, but does it was Boba with this, the Tuscan Raiders for like over a year? I think it was. And I think I kind of felt that, yeah. So that didn't jump out right initially at me, but I've been thinking and I thought about that. Um, in terms of episode three, what did you think about the neon biker gang with like the robot stuff like Luke has and Fennec Shan? Because um, there was, I mean, people really hated it online. I didn't really care too much. My only thing is like, I wish instead of having <clears throat> having them in that car chase, you got Boba to do it. But I don't I don't have too much of a problem with these characters. What about you? So I had the car chase. I was cringy because I feel like that was the very slowest cringe. car chase in the history of car chases. Like it was so slow and you're on these like supposed to be like motorcycle from outer space mm-hmm. stuff. And so, I mean, the colors is definitely it's, it's like I said, it's the George Lucas vibes. It's bright. Yep. It's aggressively it felt millennial it felt very odd for this show i mean it didn't it felt star wars but also not star wars to me it's like i don't know you would expect those types of characters maybe to be on like coruscant or some other not tatooine where it's more like a western and i think that's that's a great perspective yeah it's like it belongs in a certain part of the galaxy but not necessarily this part of the galaxy Mm -hmm. so i think for me the whole well, what's interesting, too, is that so I was reading an interview with the guy that plays Boba Fett, and he's, throughout the series, I guess, was was advocating for Boba to speak less. Yeah, I saw and for that. for him to have the helmet, you know, and do that. And I feel like that would make the show more effective. Whereas Mando doesn't say a whole lot to begin with. Mando says specific things that are like... Mm-hmm. And it reveals his personality, even though he's wearing this helmet on his head. Whereas I feel like with Mando, it suffers because it's almost like two different characters with Boba. It's like you've got... With yeah. the he- helmet, without the helmet. And it's like, who is this character supposed to be? Is like, is he supposed to be like more of a badass or is he more like, oh, I'm going to like help you? That's where I'm kind of conflicted too with the character. I don't know what I'm rooting for necessarily. And like, I, I think that's like a problem with it. And I think what, what, how I take it is like Boba through his time dealing with Jabba. And then his time with the Tuscan Raiders, he just kind of realizes, I don't know, he loses that bloodlust, for lack of a better word, like that urge to kick ass. So now he's kind of taking on like a more like leader role where he's not getting his hands as dirty as much, um, which I think is dumb. 
but I'm not too worried about it because I really think that they've given us so little of gnarly boba in the first four episodes that we're going to get a lot in this last three. And from his appearance cameo in the Mando season two, Peter, we saw how gnarly he can be still. So that's still there. And so I'm hoping we see that. um, And we're at the end of the dream sequences too. So everything should be more linear now, which is kind of easier to understand, you know? No, definitely. And I think for episode three, what was interesting to me, the kind of made me see that there's, the stakes are kind of low, I felt like, for this show. Because, like, so you have the introduction of Danny Trejo's character. And I know you know who that actor is. Yeah. Um, does he like to smoke pot or something? That's what he strikes me as. No. He's not he, Teacher he, Chung. No, he's not. That, that was a dumb question. So Danny you know, Trejo. He, what, what movie is he in? He's, like, in all those violent movies. With, uh... I mean, I recognize his face. Okay, like, so okay. I, 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 I was hoping you had this record. So, but basically, to see someone like him who plays like such a hardcore character, like in his other movies, and then you see him here and in, in Boba, and it's like, I know he's going to have ulterior motives. He's not going to be a good guy to this. And then you see at the end, you know, he's basically training that monster animal thing whose name I forget because we've been introduced to so many things yeah, in this show. Whatever, but basically, the giant it's monster. Like, you knew he was going to be uh, turn against Boba and like he's going to train him against Boba. Like there was no surprise, like, oh, he, it's a twist. It was like, I see it coming. Like, I, you mm-hmm. give me. You think that's going to play into these last three episodes? I think so. I think, I think you don't, I think you don't get an actor who's that high in demand and put him in this show if he's not going to have something of a meteor. Yeah. You know what's interesting was uh, there's two cameos in episode four. Obviously, the big one was Thundercat. Um, who was doing the surgery on Fennec Chan. Thundercat's a bass player. He's pretty cool. I've actually seen him. Not not trying to brag. Um, I mean, honestly, though, it's not that crazy. He plays bass. It can't be that like entertaining. But so you knew a musician. I didn't know who that I, was. I knew. Yeah, that, that was Thundercat. And um, that was cool. I also thought um, in terms of... Oh, there was this one... This is really random detail. In this episode, in the background... There's this guy who's playing like I I don't even know just like a person in this world no nothing spectacular or big, and his name's Will Kirby, and he won Big Brother back in the day. So and he's one of my favorite reality TV show contestants. He's actually my favorite reality TV show contestant of all time. So see, cool. I didn't to see even him. know you watch reality television. So that's I only watch Big Brother, but I've watched like every season ever. But see, we've got we've got. Famous people recognition by Brian on the show. This is the big. This is a big moment. This is big. I mean, if they just do music cameos, it'll be <laughs> very easy for me. Um, okay, and so basically, what this is all building towards, Peter, is they're going to go to war with the Pikes. You have the Thanksgiving type dinner um, where he basically they won't join him, but he says, "Stay out of it and let me fight them." So don't like join them. I don't have any faith in those people he was talking to at the dinner. I think they will, if given the opportunity, go against Boba. I mean, I think Boba knows that, too. So basically what we get set up is that uh, Fennec Chan and Boba are going to call in for some backup for this, for some for some soldiers in this war against the Pikes. And they do this and start playing the Mando music at the end of the, the episode. Which was the highlight of the episode. For which was the, the highlight theater. of the show so far. You just hear that music, you're like, he's going to come and he's just mm-hmm. going to change the game. So then my question is, is he coming as the head of the Mandalorians now that he has the dark saber? That's that maybe. I don't know. Maybe this is um, 
What I was thinking is, first of all, the dark saber. That's so fucking sick. I cannot wait to see that again. How I'm looking at this is like, so you know how Mandalore has been taken over, like the yes. home planet of the Mandalorians. And all we know is that Moff Gideon like had something to do with it, but he's not based there, right? I think what they're doing here is that the Pikes are actually in control of Mandalore. And what we're going to have happen is Bob Mando is going to come help Boba Fett win on Tatooine, which will then set up Mando's future season three war against the Pikes and saving and freeing Mandalore, where we will see help from Boba and other various Maybe Ahsoka, other various characters we are introduced to in this Filoni Favreau verse. What do you think of that? I think that's a that's a logical. I feel like that's a very logical um, case for what's to come. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't gotten I'm a logical Solo man. Yet. That's the only thing we haven't gotten Han Solo. So I would like to. See. Okay, it's that's just, I. I guarantee you that's going to happen. So are we going to get Han Solo fighting side by side with Boba Fett? I don't know, because I could see him showing up in, like, a Luke Skywalker role where we're not maybe seeing too much action of him fighting. Um, What is interesting to me is how they're going to make it so Han would fight with Boba. Because I don't understand how that would work exactly. And then the thing with Han Solo, which we all want, obviously, is does that mean Amelia Clark's character has something to do with the Pikes, maybe... Because the Pikes were very loyal to Darth Maul in the animated series and the comic books. And she kind of worked for Darth Maul and maybe took over. So bringing Han in, I think you're playing off the Boba and him dynamic. Or you could, you'll try. I just don't know how much is there. But then maybe with the Amelia Clark's character, who I always forget her name. Kira. 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 So then do they age her up then to make her align with the ages of our... They're age, they're they're aging uh, Han down, but still they have to age her up somewhat though because I mean this is mm-hmm. taking place. I mean maybe a little bit because Han Solo took place before. They're aging Han like do, they when they aged Luke down. Luke they aged him down to basically how he looked in Return of the Jedi, and I think they're gonna do that with Han. And so maybe they age up Amelia Clark a little bit, but they could certainly I don't know make up shit make her look a little older. I don't understand how that stuff works. It is works. Star Wars. The rules apply differently here than the regular world. We are in a galaxy mm-hmm. far, far away. How disappointed would you be if it's like they're teasing? It's like, oh my god, Han's here, Han's here, Han's here, and then it's the dude who played him in Solo, not Harrison Ford. <laughs> I would, I would say, I'm sorry, Star Wars. I'd riot. I would. That would just be. That would be like if in Doctor's in, in Doctor Strange two we get the. Fantastic Four with Michael B. Jordan's Fantastic yeah. Four characters show up. That would be the level yeah, of this, like, So, um, if Han comes, Chewie's coming. Chewie versus um, Ka- Black Crescenton. Five percent. Well, that drunk, angry Wookie um, who's committing hate crimes in bars. Um, he, I guess, is on their side now. I think he's been very poorly used. I don't know, because I think it's such, like, a cool idea and, like, a dark, badass Wookiee, you know, that's, like, evil. Um, but I don't really know where they're going with this. I just think I, this show, tonally, it doesn't really, isn't gelling. It's, like, like we got, like, the darker, and then it gets into humor, and then it's, yeah. like, but it's not being done in an interconnected way. It's done more just, like, 
here's this, here's this, here's this. Oh, he's assembling his own little Revengers type of army people to go to war. Yeah, and it doesn't right. feel. It's weird. It's it's weird because I think they're gonna bring in this character called Cad Bane. Do you know who that is? Cad no. Bane was in the Clone Wars animated show, and I believe he was in the first season of Bad Batch. And he's like a bounty hunter, so he would make sense coming in to help fight with them. Which seeing him in live action would be very cool because he's a cool character. Um, do you? Other than that, like we could name a bunch of random bounty hunters, like, but I wouldn't. It's not gonna blow my mind that much. Um, regarding Mando, we think if he shows, we think he's showing up. We're pretty sure. And we think we will see the dark saber. We will hear maybe a little bit about what he is up to. Do we get Grogu information? No. Damn it! I don't think give us Grogu. I don't. Not I think. No, not seeing him. But can we? No, get I don't it? even think we're gonna get any allusion to. I just I want think. a little information about that little green bastard. I love him. It's just it's an interesting scenario because it's like we know that eventually. Grogu disappears or something because he doesn't show up in the final three movies. So what happens to Grogu? Grogu's meditating to become a higher version of himself for three and he movies. Just meditates out. I say they. Um, I know they're never going to do this. I say they release a statement saying, "Force Awakens, the Last Jedi, or whatever those three, the new three ones are." They were so bad, we are not going to include them in anything, and we are starting over. And I'd be like, yes! yes." No, they're just going to tack on three additional ones to the end of those, and it's just going to be an yeah. additional three. So, does Ben Solo show up with his dad? Kylo. Or is, is it, isn't there going to be a Knights of Ren show? Well, That was like a, a leaked trailer that... I'm not sure if it was real, but it looked so good that it was like, maybe this is real. It looked too good to be real. It was like, yeah. there's no way we're going like, well, this dark. And going to Mustafar and everything. It's like every fan's dream. So no on Ben Solo? I'm going to say no. I feel like... I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say Han, Ben Solo, and Chewie show up. But I will say Han, Amelia, and Chewie. Oh, and Amelia. All right. Amelia, I would put fourth on this, but we'll see. Um, okay, want to go into Moon Knight? Sure, let's do it. What are your thoughts on the trailer? Um, hella dark. Um, yeah, love it. I love that it, it's it's very much. It gives me the Batman Batman vibes for MCU, but also just like, but also it's like super rad to see them take Oscar Isaac out of Apocalypse and be like, yeah. Here's another chance to do better. I think and, what it'll provide to Peter is like the the element of like mystery kind of with the dissociative identity, multiple identities or I don't know what it's called. Whatever it is, it'll give us some of that theorizing and fun that we had and stuff like WandaVision. I think definitely. Very fun. Definitely. I think it'll be a nice and I think it makes sense. I mean, it's going to land in a time when we kind of need that again to kind of re it's the first one of the new year for disney yeah so to have that and then am i correct me so they keep telling them there's chaos in you there's chaos in you is that chaos magic no so it's like the egyptian khonshu god gives him this stuff and so it's it's weird because you have like he has like multiple different personas and in the comic books the pov persona is mark specter who's kind of more like this rogue like for lack of a better word, bounty hunter, like military dude. 
and um he's the pov guy mainly that so you know he has these other like personas that he doesn't like know about right but in this one they're doing the spencer one i believe is his first name he is like he's the like guy who works at the museum gift shop and is all like weird he is the one who's being the pov character so it will be interesting to see i mean this is gonna be huge for oscar isaac i mean he's gonna get to play like two different maybe three different people in this show and how they tie all that in is going to be fascinating um and i don't know it's it's kind of so confusing it's hard to like speculate and talk about which is awesome because i i i'm in i'm in for that i want something i loved hawkeye but give me something a little crazy now i think hawkeye was a nice it was like this is mcu at its at its finest and, and kate bishop oh my gosh i love her I hear so here's a take. Um everyone's obsessed with Florence Pugh, Yelena Belova, Kate Bishop, Haley Steinfeld. I I stand that. She is an angel. I love her. So that that's I don't my, think I've ever heard you use the word stand before. Have you used My, my brother before? says it, so I sometimes say it. I mean, my I brother say says Stanley. He called he like instead of standing something, he goes like I'm a blank Stanley. It's pretty funny. <laughs> that's cool no i get that no it's it's hard i think i think the why florence gets a bigger rep is because she's been in more things and but then at the same time you forget that that Haley's also been around for forever and then i you know i'm a fan of very a very um hyper pop music and that's what she does and so i listen mm-hmm. to those two and I appreciate it, but I think their dynamic especially will be super cool to see if we get them in Young Avengers mm-hmm. together. Um, so the, the the museum where Moon Knight, this trailer is taking place, is like two or three blocks from the museum where, uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Kit Harrington's character and Cersei worked in Eternals. Interesting. Interesting. Do we what? get an eternal show up in Moon Knight? No, but I would I would think that um well actually I wouldn't rule it out. But I would but say then it more would be Cersei, Kit Harrington. but Cersei's not here though. I think it'll be Kit Harrington will make an appearance and I also think Blade will make an appearance. I can but I think see that. Blade will make an appearance in the same way he did in Eternals, where we don't maybe we don't even see him in the I don't know, because are they going to tell the origin of Black Knight in Moon Knight for Dane Whitman, John, uh, Kit Harrington's character? Because he hasn't started it yet. So him having a cameo, I think he would just be Dane Whitman, not the Black Knight yet. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, that would be very... Like, are they going to show Mahershala Ali Blade for the first time in Moon Knight? That would be cool, but that's huge. That's I wouldn't like... put it past them. I, I don't know. That's such a big that's like basically premiering like Black Panther or another huge like Doctor Strange in a Disney Plus show. Well, we were supposed to get on. I mean, yeah, I get to your point. I see your point about do you reveal a character that big? But I think because it is a show okay. that has the least the least um recognizability to the casual Mm-hmm. viewer i think you you can potentially load it up with incentives for people does val show up that's a good one we haven't seen her in a minute so it's it's a power broker 
I feel like Power Broker is going to show up in Armor or Secret Invasion. Okay. okay. Which is allegedly done. Oh, sweet. Um, let's go now to some Doctor Strange 2 rumors. Mr. Fantastic is supposed to be in this movie. Uh, John Krasinski heavily rumored to be playing a variant of him. And the the way they're talking about this right now is it seems like what they're going to do, what they're saying they're going to do is he's just a variant. He doesn't want to make the time commitment to be the Mr. Fantastic of the MCU. I'm going to just pray to God that that's not true and they're going to give us to him. And this is maybe a test run for him as Mr. Fantastic because we've seen from like characters like J.K. Simmons, J. Jonah Jameson, they're the same, like they look the same in different realities. You know what I mean? I just, I say all of this, Peter. If I only get John Krasinski, Mr. Fantastic, for 10 fucking minutes in this movie and then Wanda kills him and I never get him and I get some new Mr. Fantastic, I will throw a fit. That would just be like, why are you giving, that's another boner to the fans, just a middle finger. It's like, Give me Mr. Fantastic, John Krasinski. I don't care what you have to pay him and Emily Blunt. Drop bags. Get it done. This is the most important casting since Robert Downey Jr. Do it right. Spend so much money so they can't say no. Please, God. To that, well, I have two points. The first point would be like, imagine if they do that and then also... They bring um, Michael Fassbender as Magneto and Wanda kills him also in the same movie. I'll walk out of the movie (laughs) if they do this to me. That's our next topic. Um, What what do you think quickly on Mr. Fantastic before we get into the X-Men? So here's the thing. I think he, I don't, because this is no shade to John Krasinski, but it's like, what else is he doing right now that is depriving him from coming into the MCU and giving a time commitment to the MCU? Because I'm sorry, him and Emily Blunt are having their wonderful family and their perfect marriage, but like... Are you going to do another Jungle Cruise, Emily Blunt? And what is he going to do? Like, another, they're both, he's not even in a quiet place. And they're not directing the next one. So it's like, everything lines up for him to be a part of the MCU. So do it's it, like, Jim. just, just come on over to the MCU. If it's, if it's great, everyone that joins it is like, your yeah. career just goes up. And um, it was MCU. Yeah. yeah. So we're on the same page there. It sounds like they're going to introduce Deadpool in this movie. I don't um, know how that fits tonally, though. Unless it's I like just post credit. Like, I mean, that makes sense because it's just like it's a it's a heavier movie based on what we're but seeing I, in the variety. Can, of... there, it's still though it's the MCU, so you could still figure out a way to have Deadpool cracking jokes. I mean, Spider Man was cracking jokes on Titan when they're fighting Thanos and stuff. So, um, what X Men should if they bring over should stay the same actor or actress? I have three off the top of my head that I'm very, very passionate about, and I think they're perfect castings. I'll tell you them. Obviously, Michael Fassbender Magneto. I need it. He's so great. I want it. I think he was... I think they're going to do it, from what I've heard. So, good. Uh, is it Patrick... What's the McAvoy? James McAvoy? James McAvoy, Patrick Stewart. Pat, Patrick Stewart's old, so I don't think... He, I don't want him to be X-Men or uh, whatever his name is, Charles Xavier, because... I don't know. I want a younger dude. I want McAvoy. I liked him. And I want Sophie Turner as Jean Grey. Because I think she's a perfect Jean Grey. And I think she got done dirty by just how bad that movie was. And it's not really her fault. So bring me those three. um, And then any of the others. Or I guess and Deadpool. And then any of the others recast. 
So, uh, and no shocker, no surprise. I agree with you with those three, um, especially because I I remember seeing there was a couple months ago maybe there was that blind item that was like you will there will be a Game of Thrones type reunion with with um with Kit with um Richard with Sophie, Sophie. and Amelia and uh, Tyrion's been in one of these. So you would see them all theoretically together at some point, which leads to believe that she can because she was really good as Jean. She's and a I younger think, actress who's like very popular, I think. She, and that's a big role. And again, you, you cast a good a Cyclops lot. Wolverine. I think that's a big. I do need Evan Peters to be back as. Oh, yeah. Um, as Quicksilver, though. That that's to... OK. Can that's a good point that you just reminded me of. You know how we like rank WandaVision and all that stuff, and I have Loki ahead of it, but yeah, I have yes. WandaVision up there. If they didn't do the Evan Peters thing, I think WandaVision would be one. That just, the more and more I think, it that was so bad. The Ralph Boner thing, that was so, so bad. And yes, maybe they make up for it in Doctor Strange too. whatever. I love WandaVision, but that is why. I rank stuff above it because that stupid, stupid Ralph Boner. That was so dumb. Sorry. No, I think I. I mean, I. I prefer the the Ralph Boner rants versus the Flag Smasher rants. So mm-hmm. I prefer it, and I think I don't. I don't see how they don't use him again as this character and rectify that situation of Westview because I don't think we're done with Westview theoretically. What's happening in there? I think there will be more revealed about it. As we go well, further, yeah, is he going to be in the Agatha show? What do you, we don't even know what the Agatha show is going to be. Is it going to be her helping Wanda? What like, what yeah. is it going to be? So it's Agatha. Think is it's, she going to be in this movie? I mean, I see her and Loki interchangeably added in and out of all the leaks. So who knows? Because no one really says. But I think if you're going to be X Men, it makes sense to recast some characters. So you've got new new blood into the MCU. But at the same time, if you've got ones that did it right and you can salvage them from other movies to bring them here, why not? Yeah, do why it. And you saw the how deal? the fans reacted to Spider-Man. It totally would work. Um, it sounds also like at the end of this movie, Doctor Strange is going to assemble like a multiversal Avengers team that will include the likes of like Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, Nicolas Cage, uh, Ghost Rider. Theoretically, it could be Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, uh Jessica Alba, Invisible Woman, Michael Chiklis thing, Ed Bannon. What what's the old Hulk's name? Edward Norton. No, not him. It was the one before. It's like Bannon or something. I don't know. Um I think that would be really cool. And the reason uh, let me throw this at you. I, I heard this, I think it's Dan Nerd. Shout out my guy Josh, Nerdvengers. Um the reason that Doctor Strange assembles a multiversal Avengers team rather than going to Thor or Captain Marvel, yada, 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 in our universe, is because they can't open a portal to our universe because they're trying to get away from Wanda, and Wanda needs ways to go through universes. So that's why they go multiversal with it, because they can't use our universe because Wanda's there, and they're afraid of her. I need Wanda to be that big bad where they all fear her. Like, let's bring it up. Like, no, I yeah. know. She is going to be that. I as mean, far as... I mean, I... I... Do There's it. still that glimmer where it, you know, could go either way. But it's like this whole multiversal Avengers thing, especially with those shirts with that new logo that came out. Yeah, like, I'm so on board because it's it's, it's too much again, money for them not to do it. 
a nerd's dream. Just it's like when you take your like when you're a kid and you assemble all your action figures together or your like mm-hmm. Lego figures and you put together these teams that make no sense to anyone but you. But to see it on the big screen of like these people side by side. Like this team, Steph Curry, Elvis Presley, and Groot. Good times. Um, all right. I'm dead. Here's something I heard. What if at the end of Doctor Strange, like, so they solve the problem with Wanda or whatever in some way or another. Maybe it's not all fixed, but they do what they can. And he goes back to the Sanctum Sanctorum and Kang captures Doctor Strange and takes him into the wherever Kang is from, maybe in the quantum realm and traps him as a prisoner prisoner. And then we get an Ant-Man 3, them going to save Doctor Strange and go against Kang in the, the um, quantum realm. You know, I like this idea of having to save the heroes from certain things. I mean, because it, 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 it again, creates the crossover that happens organically as opposed to waiting for an Avengers team up for it to yeah. happen. Kang also needs to be a multiverse of madness, I kind of think. Because this he was the one who kind of like cracked it all open in a way for us that made us realize what was going on so if they're doing this big multiverse movie i know they'll probably do others so there's still time it's just be weird if there was no kang i don't need him to be the villain of this movie but like something like this at the end like you said it's like giving us an avengers movie without one kind of like uh if you think about like what uh fuck. civil war civil war or ragnarok but again, too, to that point, I think it. I think it'd be it refreshing to have a movie that again ends kind of like Infinity War with kind of like a bummer, like, oh shit, they're dead. Like Wanda's dead, Strange's imprisoned. Like, what's going to happen now? I think when you I have think, those type of stories, it it opens up the playing field. Yeah, I think Ant Man's going to die. Is going to die in Ant Man three. Why would Paul Rudd could play Ant Man for another twenty years and look exactly the same? Like he doesn't need to die. It might happen. I, but I think it would be interesting. It was weird too, because so Ant Man has to happen before we can get Young Avengers, mm-hmm. essentially. Which I like the idea of Young Avengers that I, that has been online, where they're the ones that try to that basically look for Wanda, and kind of, and that's how we get Wanda back into the MCU. Interesting. Through the, I think it's the Children's Crusade storyline, and so in order they have to go and find her, which is the reversal yeah. of her looking for her kids. Now her kids are going to look for her, and then we get. Her kids with Kate, with Elena, with Cassie, and mm-hmm. the dude from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And you I get know that you're talking dynamic, about, yeah. Which I think would be interesting because then I did see. So if you got that happening, you've got all these movies happening. I did see online the potential that Secret Wars is like the next Avengers storyline or whatever, but that it's. You can't see this because you're listening to this, but I'm about to literally say the word three. Brian just holds up his fingers to me because we are, it's. We're on the same page. Which would be a hell of a story, of a movie experience to have. That'd be fucking awesome. That's what they should do. Um, Let's end this on a somewhat negative note. (laughs) (laughs) Gone forever delayed again because of uh, somebody tested positive for COVID. Um, This movie. Just recast Chala and scrap it. Um, a lot is being talked about how they're going to introduce Namor kind of in a way like they did in um, Civil War with Black Panther. There's the, there's theories about Doom make being like the one pulling all the strings behind this, um, which all of this sounds great. I just wish we had T'Challa to deal with them, and that's why I think they should recast. And it sounds like M'Baku is our 
Black Panther for this movie because he got a pay raise. And I think he's Mbaku's a cool character, but how do you feel? Isn't Mbaku in the world of Wakanda of a separate tribe, religion, yep. vibe? So it doesn't make sense for me that he's going to be the next Black Panther. And then if we're going to do Black Panther like this, and we have, if you do, T'Challa dies, don't recast him, which is what it kind of looks like at the moment. And then his son, his character, and Lupita Nyong'o's character, which is her son, essentially, if that's the storyline mm-hmm. they're going with, has to grow up. Yeah, it's just tough for me to like because this movie they're setting it up as kind of like a political like the three kings going against each other like Doctor Doom, T'Challa, and Namor, and it just sucks that we don't have T'Challa for it. And I know it's obviously uh, terrible, like Chadwick Boseman passing away, but you gotta recast. Is is the the how cool it would be to see Namor, uh, Black Panther. And Doom talking is really negated if it's like, okay, well, it's Namor, Doom, and M'Baku. It's like, okay. You know, it's just... Are we getting in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, just to pack this movie up even more, do we get a variant of T'Challa similarly to the variant of Natasha in What If that ends up staying in in our MCU and goes to Wakanda in Wakanda forever? And that's sort of like a post credit scene for something, or but we see a variant in Doctor Strange too. That would be cool. T'Challa I just don't. Because if like you're going to use the variants, go that way. Like, why not? Why not? I mean, it's such an easy path for them. It's it'd be interesting to see where we go with that because that movie is definitely having a lot of issues with its trajectory. Yeah. It'll be, and I can't wait for everyone to tell me who doesn't watch comic book movies that I said this is the best one ever. Superhero movie ever. Oh my gosh. Of course, because oh. that will happen. That will it will. Happen. It will. Um, Peter, anything else on your mind before we wrap up? You know, I'm looking forward to um, potentially getting um, Thor Love and Thunder trailer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with the Super Bowl, allegedly. It could happen. Um, so that would be something. I mean, we got Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That was the thing, too. We got Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer at the Super Bowl last year. That right? just sucked. Yeah. And it was like, it looked so sick. It was like, this is going to be great, great dynamic. And then we nope. got what we got, which is. I, I, how do you feel about your 49ers for the Super Bowl this year? I don't want to say James, James Garoppolo. I just want to. I just want to. I think it'd be. Get what are you? You're Kittles the expert. Fan? You're the expert. I think Should that. I, have uh, faith? I mean, I think that you got a big time matchup this week against the Packers, and but the 49ers have had success in the past few years against the Packers. 49ers are a physical team. You rough them up there in Green Bay. Um, Aaron Rodgers is kind of on a fuck you tour though, so it'll be tough to control control him. Uh, I think though, it all kind of doesn't matter because Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills are a wagon in there in the AFC and they're going to freaking own everyone, but I could be wrong and they could lose this weekend, but Niners, I, I would say the Niners, I would favor the Packers this week. I would say the Packers at 65% Niners at 35%, but crazier things have definitely happened. I have to point out, I mean, the, the listening audience can't, maybe they can hear this, but I can see and hear it. When you started talking about the football situation, like his posture changes, his voice tone kind of shifts. 
it's a very interesting it's just like it's like a different gear you're changing your car to a different gear it's it's a very oh, interesting i didn't really notice that interesting so you know we'll see what the super bowl brings us hopefully some mcu is what i want i want some mcu what about obi-wan sort. that's true. okay so let's do it. let's give me an obi no obi-wan mm, yeah give me obi-wan and give me or another doctor strange trailer i don't think we'll get another doctor strange trailer what you think we're gonna get another one before the movie comes out? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, they can't resist. I they, so they can't resist. Can, I mean, there's nothing else. To, yeah, okay. So if we, the odds are we could get Doctor Strange. We could get Thor. If we get, we only get one though. We're not gonna get both. They're not gonna give us a Thor trailer and a Doctor Strange trailer. I uh, yeah, I don't know. That won't happen together. But I think Obi Wan, which would be, and Obi Wan is supposed to. The way things are saying, they're saying Moon Knight ends right before the week of Doctor Strange, but also it could end earlier. They're going to double it up so they don't want to make fourth. Yeah. Bang, bang. All right. Episode 142 of the Pineapple Couch is in the books. Thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you, Peter, for joining. I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. Um, we will be back next week on the Pineapple Couch with uh, some NFL and some more boba and, you know, maybe some other stuff. Who knows where we will go with it? Uh, God bless. Peter. Have a good one.